Hello everyone, welcome to our final podcast episode. In this episode, we will be discussing how Alzheimer's disease affects the respiratory system, the digestive system, and the urinary system. So as we previously discussed, there are three stages to Alzheimer's disease. The late stage, which is the most severe, is where people with Alzheimer's disease are at higher risk for malnutrition because of problems with eating and swallowing. They can also experience changes in bowel and bladder function, such as constipation or incontinence. Those with swallowing difficulties can breathe liquids or food particles into the airway and lungs, putting them at an increased risk for developing pneumonia. Some strategies to keep people with late-stage Alzheimer's disease safe while eating and drinking are creating a calm and quiet environment, have them eat in a calm and quiet place using simple table settings. Make sure they are comfortably seated. They should be seated upright while eating and should stay upright for at least 30 minutes after eating in order to help with digestion. Be patient. For people with late stage Alzheimer's disease, eating will take longer. Allow time for meals. Usually people with late stage Alzheimer's disease eat more if they are offered smaller meals or snacks throughout the day rather than three large meals. Choose easy to swallow foods. You can provide foods that are easy to chew and swallow, such as pudding or mashed potatoes. If they no longer eat solid food, you can try mashing up or pureeing the food you cook in a blender. Encourage liquids. Alzheimer's disease sometimes affects people's ability to realize they are thirsty. It is important to provide frequent opportunities to drink liquids. If swallowing water is difficult, try offering fruit or vegetable juice, soup or yogurt, which are all water-based. Or you can try thickening liquids by adding cornstarch or unflavored gelatin. Be prepared for choking problems. Since late stage Alzheimer's disease often includes swallowing problems, coughing and choking are serious risks during meals. So researchers are discovering that the microorganisms in our gastrointestinal systems affect a surprising number of health conditions, including type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, food cravings, allergies, and even Alzheimer's disease. They are also learning how the biochemical process of food intake and digestion interact with changes in the brain. They are finding that the gut microbiome may influence the onset and progression of Alzheimer's disease. Changes in the gut microbiome as people age have been linked to disruption in the immune system, persistent inflammation, and chronic diseases, including neurological disorders such as Alzheimer's. Researchers are exploring how these changes are related to each other and to brain changes related to Alzheimer's disease, including neurodegeneration and accumulations of toxic proteins, beta amyloid, and tau which enters the blood circulation and crosses the blood-brain barrier to gain entry into the brain. As you guys may remember, one of the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease is the accumulation of amyloid plaques between nerve cells in the brain. Maria, can you tell us how Alzheimer's disease affects the respiratory and urinary systems? To finish this episode, I would like to talk about the last stage of Alzheimer's disease and its medical condition related to the urinary system and respiratory system. 
One medical problem that is very common in older people, especially those who have Alzheimer's disease, is the urinary incontinence. It's when someone accidentally leaks pee. There are several different types of urinary incontinence. The most common form in people with Alzheimer's is an overactive blender. Overacting blender, it happens when the muscles around the blender is squeezed at the wrong time. This gives someone a quick urge to pee and may not always make it to the bathroom in time. This is the most common cause of incontinence in people with Alzheimer's disease because changes in the brain gradually takes away the ability to hold pee in. Medications are available to calm an overactive blender. If overactive blending is the cause of the incontinence, but some have side effects that can make the dementia worse, talk with the doctor about options that apply to the person. Also, leakage that happens or gets worse suddenly is usually a sign of medicable problems such as constipation, an infection, or a side effect of medicine. Urinary tract infection or UTI is also common in people with Alzheimer's. It's an infection in any part of your urinary system which includes your kidneys, blenders, uterus, and urethra. Some symptoms of UTI are fever, pain when they pee, blood in the urine, lower belly, or lower back pain. A doctor can help to identify the underlying cause of incontinence for treatment. A doctor also can help to write up a treatment plan to help cure or manage this condition. About 60 to 70% of people with Alzheimer's develop incontinence in the last stage, but it's not a defining trait. Not all people who have Alzheimer's have or will develop incontinence. Other health condition related to Alzheimer's disease is pneumonia. It's a serious respiratory infection which is common in elderly people. It affects those with a weak immune system or other underlying health conditions such as Alzheimer's or dementia. One of the main reasons elderly people develop pneumonia while they are in the hospital or a care home is because they are spending too much time laying in the bed. The simplest way to reduce the risk is to get them up and moving around as much as possible. Even sitting upright in a chair so their lungs can expand more easily and it's easy to cough and clear the lungs could be a good help. Other reason why people develop pneumonia is because the difficulty in swallowing caused by the disease. An individual by accident inhales food particles, liquid or even gassy fluids. Because our mouths and throats contain numerous bacteria, these are carried deep into the lungs. They multiply and grow, which leads to pneumonia. Due to the impaired immune system of Alzheimer's patient, pneumonia is often fatal. And sadly, one of the most common causes of death among people with Alzheimer's disease. Five main symptoms of pneumonia are a cough, difficult breathing, fever, rapid heartbeats, and sweating. If the symptoms are manageable, you may be able to treat your loved one at home with antibiotics and plenty of rest. But if the symptoms are most severe, for example, if they are having difficulty breathing or are very dehydrated, it may be necessary for them to be treated in the hospital. 
They might be giving fluids through a drip or respiratory treatment. Lastly, it's important to remember that assignment disease not only affects our brain, it affects our whole body. But with effective treatment, people with Alzheimer's disease can live up to 20 years. Thank you for that information, Maria. So to recap on this series, Alzheimer's disease is the most common form of age-related dementia. Alzheimer's is a progressive disease that causes memory loss, meaning that as time goes by, the disease gets worse. There are three stages to Alzheimer's disease. There's mild Alzheimer's disease, which is the early stage, moderate Alzheimer's disease, which is the middle stage, and severe Alzheimer's disease, which is the late stage. Maria, what are some causes of Alzheimer's disease? Lots of research is being done to find out more about the causes of Alzheimer's disease. There is no one reason why people get it. Older people are more likely to get it and the risk increase the older that person gets. Also, to diagnose Alzheimer's disease, your doctor will review your medical history and your symptoms. Your doctor will also order lab work, brain imaging tests, and memory testing. Remember, joint changes affect almost all older people. So, how is this related to Alzheimer's disease? People who have Alzheimer's disease are affected by changes in the bones, muscles, and joints in the late stages of the disease. They can become bedridden or shearbound. This inability to move around can cause skin breakdown, pressure sores, and freezing of joints. As the brain of people who have Alzheimer's disease shrinks and breaks down, coordination is affected. Because the brain controls balance, movements, and coordinates how your muscles work together, people who have Alzheimer's disease are at risk of injury. The risk increases because of gait changes, instability, and loss of balance. Eventually, they will have difficulty walking and moving around. The person can become bedridden or share bone. Don't forget, the human brain is a part of the nervous system that is affected by Alzheimer's disease. It contains tens of billions of neurons. Neurons are the main type of cells Alzheimer's disease destroys. As Alzheimer's disease progresses, it causes disruptions in communications among neurons. The continued loss of connections between neurons damages them to the point that they can no longer function properly in parts of the brain affecting memory and neurons eventually die. Maria, what changes in the brain cause Alzheimer's disease? In a person with Alzheimer's disease, the most basic form of dementia are toxic changes in the brain that destroy this healthy balance. These changes may occur years, even decades, before the first signs of dementia. Researchers believe that this process involves two proteins, corn, beta-amyloid, and tau, which somehow become toxins to the brain. It appears that abnormal tau accumulates eventually forming tangles inside neurons. A beta-amyloid clumps into plaques which slowly build up between neurons. As the level of amyloid reaches a tipping point, there is a rapid spread of tau throughout the brain. Don't forget that the increased appearance of plaques, which are protein deposits that build up in the spaces between nerve cells, it's widely believed to be what initiates Alzheimer's disease in the brain. Remember, as we know, techniques are improving, so scientists are gaining fresh insights into the crucial role the lymphatic system and the immune system plays in health and Alzheimer's disease. Also, the brain's immune system has long been implicated as a factor in the development of Alzheimer's disease, particularly an immune cell called microglia. Microglia helps to clear debris and toxic materials from the brain. 
However, it appears that when a person has Alzheimer's disease, they do not perform this function correctly or may contribute directly to the disease process. It is believed that the amyloid protein found in Alzheimer's disease patients activates the microglia, which performs their function properly at first, but as more amyloid plaques are produced, the system becomes overwhelmed and unregulated, and that is what leads to damage of the brain cells. Lastly, it is possible that eating a certain diet affects biological mechanisms. Or perhaps the diet works indirectly by affecting other Alzheimer's risk factors such as diabetes, obesity, and heart disease. A new avenue of research focuses on the relationship between gut microbes, tiny organisms in the digestive system, and an aging-related process that leads to Alzheimer's. So as we know, changes in the brain can occur years before the first symptoms of Alzheimer's disease appears. These early brain changes suggest a possible window of opportunity to prevent or delay dementia symptoms. Scientists are looking at many possible ways to do this, including drugs, lifestyle changes, and combination of these interventions. Unlike other risk factors for Alzheimer's that we can change, such as age and genetics, people can control lifestyle choices such as diet, exercise, and cognitive training. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to our series. We hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.